VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Today we're going to be talking about hitting terrorists where it hurts in their pocketbook. A lot of people after 9-11 stood by helpless looking at what was happening to our country. A lot of us still, when we look at the news at night and see what's happening, uh, threatening our country and happening in the world, also feel helpless. We think we want to do something, but we wonder what it is that we can do. Today, my guest, Frank Gaffney, who is the president for the Center for Security Policy, is going to give you something to do that doesn't require you to get dressed up in military garb and uh, shoot weapons, doesn't require you to put your life in jeopardy, but um, with some knowledge will allow you to have a significant and peaceful impact uh, upon the terrorism that threatens us, particularly from the most threatening states. So, Frank, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me, Doctor. Um, I was, uh, when I just found out about your organization and your project, DivestTerror.org, I must say I was, I was very impressed. It was, you know, so... Um, uh, so clear, I, w- I want to say so simple, I mean it isn't really simple, but just so to the point that I wondered why I hadn't heard about this before, before the last week or two. And um, so I'm really excited to have you on the show because I hope that what you have to say will also seem as clear and as doable to my listeners um, because I think that it is it's just it's just really something that um and I know that it is now being tried more that you are uh, uh having an impact and we can talk about that too but first I'd like you to talk about what the Center for Security Policy does and then what the project divestterror.org how it was conceived and and what you aim to do Sure. Um, the center is an organization that I helped found um, back in 1988 hmm. uh, to try to help um, maintain and uh, promote the sorts of uh, philosophy that Ronald Reagan used to call peace through strength, a philosophy that I believe has been time-tested and served this country very well. We have, over those nearly uh, 19 years now, uh, used lots of different um, opportunities and uh, vehicles to promote that philosophy. Um, And particularly since 9-11, we have been working hard to equip um, both policymakers, uh, the media, uh, and the public at large with uh, 
not only a greater understanding of the nature of the enemy that we confront, um, it's, it's euphemistically called terrorism, but of course terrorism is an instrument used against us, uh, not an enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're trying to be clear about that. We, uh, we think the enemy is best described today as, uh, uh, as actually several different ideologies, but the most immediate and most dangerous of them, arguably, is uh, what I call Islamofascism. Mm-hmm. And what makes it particularly dangerous is that it is being enabled by states that sponsor uh, this ideology and do so much to help those who are its adherents um, advance their agenda at our expense. So having helped people understand the nature of the problem, the center has been very active in trying to offer specific and, and we think, constructive ideas about what you do about it, one of which is this idea of what we call terror-free investing. And, um, it would, or divestterra.org, I mean, that's comprised in the in the well, I guess the divestterra.org is the is the unifying website, or Correct. is that yes. the name of the program? Or right. Well, when we started this initiative about two and a half years ago now, um, we put it together at, at a website uh, which is divestterra.org, um, and sort of showcased our first product that time, which was uh, a study we called the Terrorism Investments of the 50 States, which looked at, uh, it turned out to be 87 of the leading public pension funds all over the country, notably those representing firefighters and police officers and military personnel and government employees of various kinds. Um, And we established when we ran their portfolio data against um, a database uh, provided to us by a private sector research firm called Conflict Securities Advisory Group, that those 87 public pension funds together had about $188 billion invested in companies, publicly traded companies, that are doing business with states that sponsor terror, according to the U.S. government uh, official list. And while not all of that $188 billion that Americans uh, are currently investing through these public pension funds is necessarily migrating to the countries in question, like Iran and Syria and Sudan and North Korea, um, we calculated that at the time about 73 billion dollars was. And so what we've been saying and trying to help people understand by looking at uh, at this website and and you know the study and other information that we've posted since is that this is something that a great many of us can do um, something about. Um, it, it's it's not only true of people who are public pension fund beneficiaries, uh, or for that matter, even taxpayers who are putting money into public pension funds. Um, it's true of people who have money in mutual funds, or 401k plans, or 
life insurance portfolios or college savings plans or college endowments or, or their own personal portfolio. And if you happen to be one of the, I don't know, something like 60% of the American public who have investments in one or the other of those mechanisms, you're one of the people who could help us wage what basically comes down to, I guess, financial warfare against the states that are sponsoring the people trying to kill us by discouraging companies from doing business with them um, in whom you may be holding stock. You know, it really is a very poignant um, thought in considering that some of these uh, pensions are pension plans are um, investing the money of firefighters and uh, police and, you know, the very people who are on the front lines, um, at least civilly, uh, on the war against terror. And so many had lost their lives in 9-11 and all that. And, And I think a lot of these, I think if these people knew that their own pension plans were being invested in con- companies that are in countries that support uh, terror, they would be even more horrified. Well, I certainly believe that to be true. It's been our experience, though I must tell you I, I was on CNBC um, today in, a, uh, in an interview on this subject uh, in what amounted to sort of a debate format um, one of the other participants was a was a great friend of this terror free investing initiative, the state treasurer of Missouri, Sarah Steelman, who has taken the first public fund in the country terror free, and is trying to get the the rest of her state's public pension funds to follow suit. But also on the program was a fellow by the name of Bill Reinch, who uh, represents um, he's the president of an organization called the uh, National Foreign Trade Council. Uh, which it turns out represents a bunch of these publicly traded companies that are uh, determined to continue doing business with our enemies. Mm-hmm. And um, he maintained that uh, firefighters and police officers uh, actually you know, oppose our initiative. Again, contrary to my experience. And he justified that statement when I challenged him on it by saying that, uh, well, uh, the leadership of, of some of these uh, police officers and firefighters national unions have uh, joined him in a lawsuit against the state of Illinois trying to uh, uh, to uh, get a judge to uh, invalidate a law that had been adopted against one of these, against investing public pension fund monies in one of these state sponsors of terror, uh, that of uh, the genocidal, slave trading, weapon of mass destruction, proliferating and terror sponsoring regime in Sudan. Wait, could you <laughs> could you run that by me again? Um, there in Illinois, one of the pension plans decided to pull out from companies in Sudan, and now there is this lawsuit against the pension plan for having well, done so. It's a little bit. More complicated than that. Um, the, the short form of it is this: uh, back when we started our divestterror.org campaign, the first community to really get the power of this idea were people who were horrified by what the government in Sudan was doing, um, both directly and through these so-called Jinjaweed militias, 
to slaughter and rape and pillage and otherwise dislocate uh, you know millions of people in Sudan and they adopted this as an as a tool to try to uh, counter this kind of behavior on the part of the government of Sudan. Uh, the public pension funds have generally resisted this all across the country, but thanks in part to very strong support uh, from folks like uh, the Black Caucuses, both at the national level and at uh, local, uh, state levels, uh, Jewish activist groups, uh, and lots of other people. Um, several states have nonetheless adopted legislation, arguably the most uh, formidable of which was the state of Illinois. And it took all of its public pension funds Sudan-free. Mm-hmm. And Bill Reinch and his um, genocide-supporting companies decided that they would sue uh, the, the state of Illinois in federal court to try to overturn this legislation. Hmm. And um, apparently, according to what Reinch said on CNBC today, among those who were bringing this lawsuit were representatives of the pension funds of uh, firefighters and police officers. Hmm. So I found this uh, you know, surprising and horrifying and hope we can do something about it. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I think it's just maybe a matter of um, explaining it in a in a different way than they've been biased to think of it in. Well, we do need to take a break. Um, We're talking today about terrorism and money. And my guest is Frank Gaffney, the president of the Center for Security Policy. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. The Internet's premier talk radio station, VoiceAmerica.com. Join Patricia Raskin, host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call in to Positive Living Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific Time right here on voiceamerica.com. What does it take to get your business online? How do you leverage the Internet to attract more clients, expand your network, and make more money? What are the tools you need to master? It's not enough to know the tools. You need to build a solid foundation and actually implement systems that automate your business as much as possible. On Blogging and Beyond with Denise Wakeman and Patsy Krakoff, the Blog Squad, learn about new tools that are easy and essential to use in order to grow your business online. Get strategies, tactics, and tips that work if you implement them. Denise and Patsy interview internet marketing experts, plus coach a client in real time through the steps designed to market a real product or service. Blogging and Beyond with Denise Wakeman and Patsy Krakoff broadcasts each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Blogging and Beyond, leverage the internet to attract, sell, and profit online. 
Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer, and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with easy-to-understand tools and tips. With his weekly guests, Jim draws from successes with professionals, college, high school, and youth teams, coaches, and players. Learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure, tension, and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance. Tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time right here on America's Voice, Voice America. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. My guest today is Frank Gaffney. He's the president of the Center for Security Policy. And uh, their project, Terror Free Investing or DivestTerror.org, is uh, a way for all of us to participate in the war on terror, not be helpless, and uh, in a relatively peaceful and safe manner to make sure that our dollars are not um, arming our enemies. Um, we were talking before the break about Sudan and Illinois. Uh, the lawsuit against Illinois who took money out of companies in Sudan uh, that were supporting, that were involved in a terrorist supported, supporting state. And off the air we were talking about New York City um, and something that they did a little more successfully. And um, I guess, Frank, I would have the question, why is it that the police and the, we were t- talking before the break for those of you who have just joined us, about how it must be real. I was saying that it must be particularly awful for um, firefighters and policemen and people who are on the front lines in a civil way, particularly who um, lost so many of their brothers in 9-11, to find out that their money through their pension plans and other investments are supporting their enemies, the people who killed their brothers and who are threatening to kill all of us. Um, and why is it then that the that the police and firefighters in New York were able to get this? I mean, other than the obvious that that was right where 9/11 was, and the firefighters and police in Illinois, um, according to this uh, gentleman on CNBC today, seems to think that they are against it. I mean, that they don't they don't get it. Well, I don't want to speak for any of these folks who are doing heroic things every single day in this country but my sense of this is as we find on a lot of things there's a disconnect between the rank and file members of unions and their management Mm -hmm. and i have the feeling that their management uh... were induced in the case of this illinois uh, lawsuit to join with um, other public pension fund managers and representatives who have taken a very dim view of this whole idea um, to join Bill Reinch and his 
um, companies who insist on partnering with our enemies in uh, trying to strike down this law. And unfortunately, the, they were partially successful. Um, the law, uh, the federal judge ruled against the law on what amounted to two pretty technical points, which I understand are going to be corrected here shortly. But unfortunately, in the window in which the state legislature is going to have to reconsider this law to to make it uh, acceptable to this federal judge. Um, Bill Reinch's friends, I gather, are working overtime to try to, uh, you know, basically take down the entire piece of legislation. So this is a work in progress, and I, and I hope we're not making this too complicated for your well, audience because most of us are not financial wizards or right. following the markets, uh, you know, uh, intricacies. But but suffice it to say that everywhere people have found out that their money is being put in the service of people who are trying to do harm to this country, uh, whether it's these police officers and firefighters in New York, or whether it's uh, uh, you know state legislatures in, in a number of states around the country, like those in Illinois, or whether it's um, a national poll that we did, uh, we released it uh, I think week before last now at the National Press Club, which you can see by the way at divestterror.org. It's a fantastically informative poll. What comes across unmistakably is Americans get it. They do not want their money used in this way of helping our enemies. And it's a very empowering thing to give them the chance to do something to, uh, you know, try to help our country uh, defeat these enemies. Yes. I mean, you know, I think that what's what's interesting in a... um, in sort of a tragic way, though, is that, and I'm, of course I'm glad to hear that, and we'll be helping uh, the listeners find out in, in, in the second half of the show exactly what they can do to to make this happen for themselves. But, you know, of course, one of the things um, the terrorists say, of course, a big thing that they say about Americans or the West, is how, um, how you know, we live in such... Um, Debauchery, where we're always seeking luxuries, where it's such a the capitalism is bad, that we're greedy, you know, all of that. And what's what's ironic and tragic is that there are in fact people in this country, um, the, the companies, for example, that I mean, the people who who do purposely support um, companies in other countries who support terrorism because it does have a financial advantage to them. And I presume that, you know, this Bill Reich, obviously there's some kind of, in his organization, there's, they're looking out for the people who can gain financially by continuing to have investments in these various companies. And so in a sense, there are people in our own country who are, um, if they would be opposed to what you're suggesting that we can do, tariff-free investing, it really primarily would be for their own um, short-term <laughs> greed and and desire to make money for themselves and, and forget about everybody else here, which is sort of ironic because it's what the terrorists um, have to say about us. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, very much so. It's It's certainly true. That our our uh, Islamofascist enemies, in particular, um, are convinced that we are 
we are so decadent. We are so self-indulgent. We're so narcissistic that we will not resist their efforts to conquer us and to destroy everything that we hold dear. And episodes like this, uh, where we cannot, or at least some of us, cannot bring themselves to uh, deny these very enemies billions of dollars that we are making available to them for the purpose of destroying us is just another proof to them, our enemies, that um, they're on the winning side. And I'm afraid it is probably influential with a lot of other people who haven't taken sides, Mm -hmm. but who might well be inclined to go with what bin Laden has called the strong horse rather than the one that seems to be faltering or at least can't figure out which way the, uh, the race is being run. Yes, it really, I mean, you know, um, people just are, are so concerned with what car they're going to drive um, or what game is on television over the weekend that um, they, they bury their... Nicole Smith. What did you say? To, to say nothing of um, Anna Marie Smith uh, yeah. and Nicole Smith. Or whatever name is yes. It. These really important things. Yes, which is all, you know... Uh, <laughs> which is so much a, a part of the denial, I mean, wanting to talk about that and focus on that rather than these more important issues, which I'm sure must be one of your frustrations, even though you are gaining ground, I gather. It is a frustration, and, and yet I, I find, um, I take heart, I must tell you, uh, from, for example, you know, your decision to give this kind of attention to this topic. And what I'm sure is the effect that it will have on people who are hearing us. Not all of them, probably, but even if some. Right. Look up divestterror.org and take advantage of some of the tools that we make available there to get in touch with their state officials or their, their federal representatives or their pension fund managers or their brokers and just say, I want to invest terror free. If people like those start hearing from enough of us, there's going to be options made available to all of us that will enable us to start taking this money off the table and denying it to the people who wish to do us ill. Um, so I take heart. I must tell you, it, it's um, it's offland, sometimes a thankless task, but I think the opportunity to help empower Americans to do something that's in all of our interest is uh, is gratifying. Well, yes, and as the word spreads more and the um, and and more and more people get behind it, it will be easier as well. Yeah. Um, I do I do want you to go through the steps of um, we're going to be coming up on a break now, but I would like you to when we come back go through the steps of what people can do. How, for example, you know, it seems a somewhat. Um, you know, you you feel like, well, I'm just one person. I've never talked to the people who manage my pension fund. I'm going to knock on the door and tell them I want you to change the companies that you invest in. It does seem somewhat daunting. It does, and and again, that's partly why we we've, we've tried to give people some ready-made tools that will help them do what needs to be done here. And and you're certainly right. There's strength in numbers. 
And so if, you know, we're, we happen to have some firefighters in the audience or, or some police officers or some teachers or some military personnel or other government employees, and they were to say not only that they're concerned about uh, their pension funds being used to help terrorist-sponsoring regimes, but they're going to talk to some of their colleagues, some of their counterparts, uh, some of their friends and family members, and get a larger community of people making noise about this, demanding terror-free investing opportunities, uh, I know that it will make a difference. Yes, absolutely. And when we come back, you can uh, perhaps walk us through some of the ways to do that. Um, We need to take a break. You've all been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. My guest today is Frank Gaffney. He is the president for the Center for Security Policy. And there, uh, we're talking about one of their key projects, uh, terror-free investing or divestterror.org. So stay tuned and you'll learn how, what you can do as an individual to peacefully, uh, really have an impact in terms of billions of dollars on companies in states that support terror. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. The Internet's premier talk radio station, voiceamerica.com. Ever wonder what are the favorite travel destinations of the Hollywood jet set? Where do celebrities like to go when they aren't walking the red carpet? Tune in to Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk with president of Traveris, David Manning, and Lisa O'Hurley, golf aficionado and wife of actor John O'Hurley. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa talk with well-known actors, sports celebrities, and entertainment insiders to find out about their favorite travel destinations and what they recommend. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa also offer up feature vacations each week and last-minute deals for your next getaway. Find out what's new and exciting in the travel industry, as well as how to raise money for your nonprofit organizations while enjoying a wonderful vacation. Travera Celebrity Travel Talk with David Manning and Lisa O'Hurley broadcasts each Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Travera Celebrity Travel Talk, your inside look into celebrities and travel. Muscular Development presents No Bull Radio, bringing you the latest news, gossip, and controversy from the world of bodybuilding. Uncensored, uncompromised, and unrestrained in true MD style. Hosted by the infamous muscle mob, Larry Pepe, John Romano, and Dave Palumbo. Welcome top IFBB professional bodybuilders, industry insiders, and characters you won't find anywhere else every week. No Bull Radio broadcasts each Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. If you've ever wondered what the Stern Show would sound like if Howard was a bodybuilding fan, then tune in and find out. Noble Radio, uncensored, uncompromised, unrestrained. Go beyond success and discover a deeper meaning to life. Join host Jeffrey Gitterman and his guests, the premier thought leaders in business, politics, science, spirituality, and culture, who have reached the pinnacle of financial and professional attainment in their fields, only to discover a profound lack of fulfillment with what our culture defines as success. So won't you tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time to Jeffrey Getterman and Beyond Success, redefining the meaning of prosperity, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5787. 
472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. We're talking about hitting terrorists where it hurts in the pocketbook with my guest, Frank Gaffney, the president of the Center for Security Policy and uh, a leader in their project, divestterra.org. So before the break, I promised that you would give um, people, not necessarily financial wizards, but assuming we're, we're not, I'm certainly not, um, a step-by-step guide to what we personally can do to make sure that our money is not being invested in countries that are aiming to kill us, literally. Yeah. You know, for most of us, um, I know this is true for me, uh, you know, high finance is is really a black art, and we rely on other people to, to take care of it for us. Some of us invest, you know, uh, ourselves and, and more power to you, but most I think probably use uh, some kind of institutional investment mechanism. For example, your 401k plan, if you have one at your office, a retirement plan that's tax exempt uh, until you cash it in, and that is, you know, really uh, a very convenient way to save for you know your post-employment life. What you can do if you want to ensure that your 401k plan fund are invested tariff-free, is go to the person who's responsible for managing that that uh, program for your company and asking them, are our stocks investing tariff-free? And it's a reasonable bet that they're not going to know the answer to the question, but it will help them go try to find the answer for you. They may turn you over to the person who manages the fund on on the uh, 401k platform, or who is the the actual provider of the the uh, specific investment, uh, the mutual fund, or whatever that you're invested in, ask them. They may not know the answer either. But what we really are trying to do is to get enough people aware that a there's a problem here, and b that American investors are concerned about the problem, and that I'm confident will translate into a response. For example. Uh, when we were talking before the break about Sudan and the state of Illinois taking this step, one of the things that happened when after quite some time and over the adamant objections of the pension fund managers in Illinois, um, the state directed them to invest Sudan-free. A company called Northern Trust created an index, an investing index, uh, that they certified was um, Sudan free, and within days, eight billion dollars flowed into this fund or into this index, and another twenty billion. Or, or right now, I think it's up to a total of something like twenty billion dollars. So, the message to Wall Street is very clear here: that if you build it, they will come, and particularly if what you're letting people know is they're not investing terror free today. And they can do so at minimal risk. In fact, uh, in the case we talked about earlier, Carol, of of the state of Missouri, this investment trust that Sarah Steelman, the state treasurer, took tariff-free, it's actually outperforming uh, what it had done before and and on a back-testing basis what what it would have done over the previous three years. So there's an opportunity to make money, there's an opportunity to avoid what the uh, Securities and Exchange Commission deems 
to be global security risk, yeah. a fiduciary exposure that yes. is associated with investing in these companies. And there's an opportunity here, especially if Wall Street will step up to the plate, for them to help us wage this war, which actually, let's remember, was started with an attack on our financial sector, mm-hmm. the World Trade Center. Mm-hmm. Now, how can someone find out whether their investment, whether it's a pension fund or a 401k or uh, some of the things that you had mentioned, how, how can we find out whether what we're, whatever we're invested in um, is supporting terror? The only company that I know is, is uh, providing this service um, and certifying that uh, funds are terror-free is a company that we used for the study that I, I mentioned a moment ago. Um, it's called Conflict Securities Advisory Group. And I'm not associated with them. Uh, they're a private sector venture uh, that does independent research. But uh, we have used them, and I think they're a, they're a very valuable resource. Uh, information about their services, if I may put a plug in for them, is, uh, is available at terrorfreeinvesting.com. And uh, if if not the listener, then perhaps the listener's broker or fund manager uh, might want to touch base with them and, and get this information about how to invest their funds tariff-free. Okay, but but if if someone wants to contact the person um, in charge of their what they've invested in, don't they need to know first whether their investment is actually includes companies that. Um, that are supporting terror? I mean, how can the average person do that? Don't you have a list of 400 companies? No, actually, I don't have a list of 400 companies. On our on our website at uh, divestterror.org, right. we have a list of what we call the Dirty Dozen, which is sort of an illustrative list of basically, I think they're all foreign-owned and operated companies because that is what represents most of these companies doing business with these guys because, you know, American companies are not allowed directly to do business with Iran, Syria, Sudan, and North Korea, for example. Um, but to answer your question, uh, the the guys who do have a list are the folks that I mentioned just a moment okay. ago. Okay. And is that group. free to get the list? or I, I know that they have done it on a subscription service basis, and that's why it's better, I think, for, for fund managers to do this rather than individuals. But I would encourage people to check with them. And more to the point, I think that to the extent that uh, you do have um, investments and you don't know whether you have uh, a tariff exposure, um, a global security risk exposure, as the SEC calls it, um, I think all you need to know is uh, that you might have a problem and to ask your broker or fund manager to uh, check on it for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, these are resources uh, that, that can help do that, uh, specifically at divestterror.org. If you feel bashful, you don't want to just call them up, uh, there's a form letter that uh, that can be used as a as a guide for how to ask the right questions. Uh-huh. And um, and really, um, to give an idea of, I mean, the, the likelihood is that the investments are involved, at least to to um, y- in the study that you did. Um, on average, America's top 100 pension systems invest between 15 and 23 percent of their portfolio in companies that do business in terror sponsoring terrorist sponsoring states. So, the chances are that. Um, your investments probably do have at least 20% uh, of them in 
in terrorist sponsoring states. And again, you, you mentioned those states or, or that you're talking about Iran. You call it Saddam Hussein's Iraq, I guess Iraq before the war. Correct. Libya, North Korea, Sudan, and Syria. And now what about, one thing I need to ask you about is Halliburton. Because I was outraged, I am still outraged, in learning that Halliburton, um, as bad as it already was for, um, managing to get all the profits from the Iraq war, um, is now moving, uh, is opening a, a satellite office in Dubai, in the United Arab Emirates. Now, if that isn't a slap in the face to America, I don't know what is. It's like take the money and run. Yeah, you know, I haven't, uh, I confess, um, followed as closely as I should probably, uh, you know their explanation for this, but my impression is that uh, what they've what they've done is they're they're trying to have it both ways. They want to have a uh, continuing presence in Houston, I think it is, and you know large number of employees here and and so on, and yet they want to have their their CEO operating out of Dubai, and uh, I have to assume that at least in part that's because they hope to do business in ways that he might not be able to do if he were based mm-hmm. here. So, and this is, by the way, in keeping with one of the uh, the uh, responses uh, that we talked about earlier of the, of the police and firefighters uh, of New York City when they discovered that Halliburton was using a, a an offshore subsidiary to do business with um, some of these uh, these rogue states, um, uh, which, by the way, was featured in a very critical piece uh, on 60 Minutes uh, a couple of years ago. Um, and, you know, my sense of it is that uh, this is the kind of corporate irresponsibility that American investors have responded to quite harshly in other areas. Um, you know, as a result, we have uh, Sarbanes-Oxley, we have, uh, you know, watchwords like uh, corporate good governance and transparency and accountability and uh, due diligence and so on. It's just that it hasn't yet been applied to this question of terror-free investing. And as a result, we have companies that are doing both business with us and business with people trying to kill us. Mm-hmm. And we think we ought to compel those companies to make a choice. If you want to do business with us, if you want our money, if you want to benefit from uh, you know having very successful uh, uh, trade and other relationships with Americans, stop helping people who wish us ill. Yes, um, on the website, your, your report makes a very good point about that, that it's not just about money that um, these companies are, are funneling in to terrorist-sponsoring states, but it's also um, the technical, because of rubbing elbows with people in these states, uh, it's, it's providing technical knowledge and, and, um, and uh, technical, technological advances and all of that, that then can be turned around and used against us. Right. That's really the nub of the issue. Um, This is an intolerable situation, and we can do something about it, each and every one of us who's an investor. Or, for that matter, a taxpayer, to the extent your money is going into these public pension funds. Yes. Well, we do need to take another break again. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host. We're talking about uh, what you can do uh, to make sure that you are involved in terror-free investing with my guest, Frank Gaffney, who is the president of the Center for Security Policy. 
Stay tuned. The authority in Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Live in the Green Life with Kim Carlson, echopreneur, author, and green living maven, brings you an upbeat, fun exploration of the doables of living a more earth-friendly life. Kim cuts through the noise and urban myth of green do's and don'ts and shows that it is possible to live green easily. From hip organic weddings to exotic echo travel to healthy personal care products, get the most current trends and tips from the experts for living a more planet-friendly and human lifestyle. Live in the Green Life with Kim Carlson, broadcast each Thursday at Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America channel. Live in the green life for a human, healthy, and planet-friendly lifestyle. Whether by choice or by circumstance, the statistics of the effects of missing fathers and the impact on our children, our neighborhoods, and our communities is staggering. How can we interrupt this pattern of violence, gang activity, drug use, and sexual activity among our fatherless children? On Changing a Generation, with author, inspirational speaker, life coach, and host, Terrence Wilson, the focus is on elevating the mindset of this current generation by unveiling viewpoints that inspire people to reach for their dreams. Terrence and his guests reveal how building family relationships, becoming an entrepreneur, and living a Christian life develops future leaders in the next generation of children. Changing a Generation with Terrence Wilson broadcast each Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. Changing a Generation, bringing a message of deliverance to the fatherless on News Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Here's a show for baseball players, coaches, parents, and those who love the game. At least 90% of sports success, including baseball, requires mental strength in order to fully benefit from technical ability. And the higher the competition level, the more critical it becomes to possess mental muscle. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific time to Championship Thinking, hosted by Jim Meyer, and brought to you by the National High School Baseball Coaches Association. Jim, sports psychology coach, trainer, and author of numerous articles and the workbook, Championship Thinking, Building Mental Muscle in Baseball, simplifies the mental game with Easy to understand tools and tips. With his weekly guests, Jim draws from successes with professionals, college, high school, and youth teams, coaches, and players. Learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure, tension, and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance. Tune in and tune up your mental and technical knowledge and skills with Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time right here on America's Voice, Voice America. Muscular Development presents No Bull Radio, bringing you the latest news, gossip, and controversy from the world of bodybuilding. Uncensored, uncompromised, and unrestrained in true MD style. Hosted by the infamous muscle mob, Larry Pepe, John Romano, and Dave Palumbo. Welcome top IFBB professional bodybuilders, industry insiders, and characters you won't find anywhere else every week. No Bull Radio broadcasts each Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. If you've ever wondered what the Stern Show would sound like if Howard was a bodybuilding fan, then tune in and find out. Noble Radio, uncensored, uncompromised, unrestrained. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. We're talking about hitting terrorists where it hurts. 
In the pocketbook, which is a, uh, you know, that would make a lot of people happy in terms of it being a relatively peaceful way of trying to disarm our enemies. Um, and my guest is Frank Gaffney. He's the president of the Center for Security Policy. And one of their main projects is uh, to tell us all about terror-free investing. And um, you can read more about it on Divest. Terror.org. Um, you know, what what would you um, what do you think is one of the ways? I mean, I guess a key fact would be to try to get more people to know about this and to know how relatively easy it is, so that um, the people who are managing these uh, investment funds get a a groundswell of letters. So it's not one individual person knocking on the door and saying, uh, I want terror-free investing, but that they start hearing from many of their uh, investors, and that would get their attention more. Absolutely. Look, and, and there are lots of different ways to do this. Uh, I mean, one way, you, you know, you've rightly pointed out that, you know, if it's just an individual, how much impact is that one letter going to represent? But if that one letter, you know, is is sent uh, or a version of it is sent to, you know, the editorial board of your local paper or yes. it's sent to, uh, you know, your talk radio show hosts or, you know, it serves as a as something that you uh, use to to promote this issue uh, with other people, whether they're neighbors or, you know, colleagues or family members, you know, it's it's something that I think a lot of people can get excited about. Certainly what you know, your call suggests is that uh, you're picking up on that excitement, and it's it's uh, an enormous help that you're helping to amplify. And you know, I don't know if you're familiar with what's happening in California in terms of uh, Assemblyman Joel Anderson and his Divest Iran bill. Well, there's an Assembly Bill 221 that he is trying to get passed to um, essentially do, do the same thing, and specifically aimed at at Iran. Are you are you familiar with that? I am indeed. Yes, uh, Joel uh, has been in touch with us about his bill, and uh, as I'm happy to say, have uh, folks from probably in ten other states around the country. Um, there are different pieces of legislation that are in different stages of uh, of advance, but again, this is one of those things that gives me such confidence that, on the one hand, um, there is a demand for this kind of uh, terror-free investing opportunity. And there is a need for that demand to be um, met by Wall Street and uh, those who produce instruments that can uh, satisfy the demand. So this is, this is I'm indisputably um, going to be a feature of our um, investing community, both at the personal level and at the institutional level, just as you know, we've seen so-called socially responsible investing adopted uh, over the past two decades since really it got kicked off with the whole notion of divesting um, the stocks of companies doing business with apartheid South Africa. Mm-hmm. And remember what happened there, Carol. On the one hand, you had people sufficiently aroused to take their money out of those companies that the government had to abandon its racist apartheid policy. And when it did, in short order, the government itself fell from power. Now, my view of this is if it worked in South Africa, we sure as the Dickens ought to be giving it a try 
on the regime in Iran, or this government in Sudan, or the the, the dictatorship in uh, Syria, or or this lunatic uh, uh, regime in in North Korea, and especially as the alternative in one or more of these cases may be that we're reduced to having to go to war with these countries. Right. I don't want to see us do... I think it's it's just time that we add to the socially responsibly uh, investing uh, options um, of tobacco and gambling and guns and Myanmar and sweatshops in Micronesia and environmental predation. The ultimate socially responsible investing, which is provide protecting and preserving our society, namely terror-free investing. Yes, uh, you know, especially when uh, things are really heating up. I mean, now that, uh, for example, Iran um, having the 15 British, holding on to the 15 British soldiers that they allege were in Iranian waters, I mean, wars have been started (laughs) over things like that. Well, it was an act of war. Well, yes. That, that, uh, the Brits have not responded to it in a warlike fashion, but that uh, yes. that doesn't mean it isn't an act of war. And unfortunately, the way they're responding um, sounds a lot like appeasement to me, which is almost certainly going to compel, uh, or not compel, but, but uh, induce, shall we say, uh, the mullahs in Iran to behave in this fashion on an even more aggressive basis. Yes, I mean, I think people are are under the impression that we have a whole lot of time to, oh yeah, this sounds like a good idea, maybe we'll get around to it. And I would urge all of you, all of my listeners, not to um, think that this is, uh, you know, it's so, as a psychiatrist, certainly, and as one who wrote the book, Coping with Terrorism, Dreams Interrupted, I certainly understand and empathize with um, the, we were talking during the break, the cognitive dissonance that there is. On the one hand, we hear news events every day. There's something every day. There's um, the the question of uh, people, or not the question, but the investigations that have turned up that it seems like uh, perhaps terrorists are getting jobs as school bus drivers. We hear that and we think, oh my God, that's terrible. And yet we go on with our with our life thinking about um, you know trying to get a designer handbag or something, and uh, of course we can't spend the whole day worrying about about uh, you know hiding in the basement. But on the other hand, we need to start taking steps to protect ourselves, realizing that we do not have uh, an indefinite amount of time. We don't want to face the reality that there really are a lot of people out there who um, do want to take over the West, um, it's not just a story or it's not just a news item. It's real life, and we really need to start taking real steps to do something about it, like this terror-free investing. You're absolutely right. This is is the point. There's something you can do about uh, this other than bury your head in the sand and just hope that uh, this problem doesn't uh, metastasize at least on our watch, but what that means is you're condemning your children and your grandchildren to contending with it in a much more dangerous form in the future. So we're hoping that people will really heed this call and respond to it as you have. And I'm very grateful to you for doing so. Well, you're welcome. And I think it really ties in so well to people who um, want to, you know, are 
who don't want to be involved in a war and who want to want peace, want a peaceful solution. I mean, I'm not giving a um, taking a stance on the war, but I am saying that certainly um, we can also be trying peaceful solutions like this tariff-free investing. So. Tell us, um, the main website that people should go to is divestterror.org? Correct. Um, you will find there much of the information that we've been talking about, and if you need more, a good place to go is uh, terrorfreeinvesting.com. Okay, so terrorfreeinvesting.com or divestterror.org. That's D-I-V-E-S-T, terror.org. I'd like to thank you very much, Frank Gaffney, President of the Center for Security Policy, not only for being a great guest, but um, for all of this incredibly important work that you're doing. And um, I hope that the, that the tide continues to turn in your favor. I uh, appreciate that very kind endorsement, and uh, we'll look forward to working with you in the future. Thank you, Carol. You're welcome. And thank you all for listening, and now I would really direct you to these websites, terrorfreeinvesting.com and divestterror.org, to take the next step. It's really not that difficult. Um, as Frank said, there's a letter there that you can copy and use, um, and uh, that's the first step. The first step is start telling people about what you just heard <laughs> on this show and about uh, really start getting the organizing your friends to uh, start asking questions about their investments as well. So thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat.